What's going on, America? And already, wow, what a good start. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Thankfully, I told you guys on social media today that we have a huge guest, and we're going to jump right into it because it pretty much takes up the whole episode, and it's really good. Uh, Our good friend, Pete Hegseth from Fox News, Uh, his new book, American Crusade, is out, and I will say, Alyssa, what did you say as soon as we got off with Pete? Oh, I said it's like talking to you. Yeah, I've said it a long time, man. Me and Pete are like kindred spirits, man, So, so it's a really good conversation. We break down this COVID-19 stuff. We talk about the elections. We talk about Obamagate. Uh, Yeah, we talk about everything in between. Uh, We even talk about AOC. It's a good conversation. The New Jersey gym. Oh, yeah, the New Jersey gyms and people saying, you know, forget you to the government. We're opening up our business anyway. Mm -hmm. It's a really good um, time. But before we get into that, let's get into a sponsor. TACPAC is the premier monthly subscription box for military, tactical, prepper, and Second Amendment enthusiasts. For just $49.95 a month, you get at least $100 worth of gear. Sometimes up to $150 to $200 worth of gear from different companies like 511, Sons of Liberty Gunworks, Mission First Tactical, Armaspect, and more. They send out AR-15 parts and accessories, EDC tools, knives, and gear to keep you prepared for when it hits the fan. And, as you all know, it's currently hitting. Sign up today to make it in time for the June Pack. It is physically their biggest box ever. Had to get a bigger box to fit all the gear. SOG, Mechanics Wear, Strike Industries, and more in this one. Use the promo code G-R-A-H-A-M at checkout to receive a free extra bag of tactical goodies shipped out with your first pack. Don't wait. These are flying off the shelves. Maze Pack sold out two weeks early. Go to TACPAC.com and sign up today. That's TACPAC.com. Offer code Graham. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, without further ado. Hey. Pete Hexeth. All right, and now joining us is the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Pete Hexeth from Fox News. Hey! Oh, Graham, that's you and company. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Pete, look, all right, I got to get my little man crush thing out of the way first and foremost, (laughs) all right? I have always said that Graham Allen will never, like, formally make it on Fox News, but if there were anybody on Fox News that I feel were kindred spirits, it would be Pete Hegseth. So I've said that for a long time. Well, I listen, you can and will make it at Fox as far as you want to go. Listen, you're, you're amazing. No, I'm a huge fan. I appreciate everything uh, you, you stand for and always have. And listen, I... I, I'm grateful for the platform at Fox. I try to push the envelope as much as is acceptable. Yeah. Uh, and and then try to be a voice for, for the regular guys, for guys like us, for yep. guys that, you know, knuckle draggers who wouldn't otherwise get that. I try to stay as in touch as I can with that and channel it. Yeah, one of my favorite things that you've done recently was when you pretty much said that you haven't washed your hands in about 10 years or so. <laughs> so same. So yeah. you and Jake are kindred same, spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, so we're going right there. I see yeah. where we're going. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, hit it out yeah, of the man. park. <laughs> so so it's a Sunday. Little context on that. It's a, it's a Sunday, and that Saturday was National Pizza Day, okay? So right. we had all this pizza. I love Pizza Hut. I grew up on it. Just love it. So they had an order. I ate it on Saturday. And then I said to my co-host jokingly, I said, I'm going to stick it under the couch. And then tomorrow, if it's still there, I'm going to have a bite. Because Dale will be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
And so sure enough, the next day, there it is. And, and I, I take a bite, it's off air. And I had recently said as my New Year's resolution, the best stuff is usually what you don't say on camera. Right. And that's entertaining stuff. So let's start saying that stuff. So that's what I said that day. I said, hey, you know, guys, I'm pretty sure I, I haven't washed my hands for 10 years. You know, germs are not a real thing. I can't see them. Therefore, they're not real. At which point the internet exploded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and accused me of not believing in germs at all, even though I was joking about Dale Pizza. Right. But, Science denier. Yes, Science denier. <laughs> Pete Hegseth, Fox News. Yes. <laughs> well, I thought it was great. Uh, the, the biggest thing that we have learned, because we're a very sarcastic show as well, uh, uh, Greg Gutfield gets in trouble a lot, but I really appreciate it because he he's sarcastic in nature. We've seemed to have lost our ability to be able to understand like jokes and, and, and humor, humor and things yeah. like that. Like obviously a man has not gone 10 straight years without washing his hands, <laughs> right? So I haven't. So I haven't bathed at all. <laughs> yeah, in any way. <laughs> Fake news. You I, have, did, I did admit to accidentally washing my hands when washing my hair. There it or is. Scrubbing yeah. down my, it's all <laughs> accidental. <laughs> I, mean, they, I refused. Actually, at one point, they wanted me to put out a statement and, and, and say that I believe in germs. And I said, I refuse because it gives validity to the criticism in the first place of people that can't understand that the whole thing is a joke. joke. What right. an awkward yeah. thing to when do on air. To laugh at each other. How would you, you even know? go about that? Hi, my name, my is, name Pete. is Pete Hickson. I actually do believe in germs. Like, <laughs> I, I, I called up my junior high chemistry and biology teacher and he told me, Pete, you should have listened. You know? Come on. Wow. All right. So, so Pete, you, you've got a new book out, and I really want to dive into your book. But but one thing I think would be really interesting for for our listeners to hear, you know, you are on on the I mean the biggest of the big Fox News, man. I mean you are national TV all the time. What is it like being an Army guy, uh, major in the National Guard? Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay, yep. all right. So 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 you're a National Guard guy. I was a National Guard guy. Um, uh, I was enlisted though so you were my boss but either way uh what is it like being in fox news for real like what is that like day to day i'll be honest with you i kind of pinch myself because even though i'm on it i'm a fan of it right. and i'm grateful for it i say that meaning really you mentioned gutfeld guys like tucker i mean tucker you talk oh, about yeah. sarcastic oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and he had my job on Fox and Friends weekend before he went to primetime. Listen, you, these people are as good and nice and funny people in real life as they are on camera. Like that's, what's nice and reassuring is yeah. that these, these are real folks, what you're seeing. It's refreshing. And they, they give me a chance to, to be a real person. I could not go on TV and be, you know, Ed Henry and I joke on this all the time because he's a news guy, right? And be right. the like news guy, like let me give you every angle. Like that's just never going to be me. I, I'm not smart enough for that. TV, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just have to be like, well, this is what I think about that, and that's ridiculous. Right. And and so I'm. Listen, it is. I and I also worry where in the world would we be as a country without talk radio? You can't say it without talk radio and right. and, and that whole movement right. and Fox News Channel. Without Fox News Channel, there literally is no other side mm -hmm. ever yeah. right. at all. Yep. 
and and the media gets away with the with the the malpractice they've gotten away with for decades because before Fox News Channel existed. So I'm a fan, like I'm a, I'm a fanboy inside my own job, yeah. uh, with the other people that I work with, and just it's it's a blessing. Well, I like be to, today uh, in New Jersey, you got to go out and see the gym opening up. I mean, that was a yeah. cool experience. That was that was cool, and one and one of the best jobs I have is doing these diner assignments for Fox and Friends, where I go across the country and just sit oh, down and yeah. have breakfast with people. That's yeah. awesome. And listen, and I think our show is probably the only one that just sticks a microphone in front of people on just regular people, forgotten men and women, you know, farmers, business owners, whoever, and says, what do you think? Because your opinion matters too. Right. And what I found is that the reservoir of common sense wisdom in this country is unbelievable. I mean, free people know about their rights. They know about the constitution. They know we're a republic. You know, they respect law enforcement. They love the military. These are our people. And, and so today when I was, when I was out in New Jersey, uh, talking to these gym owners, they, listen, they've been shut down for two months. Oh yeah, they've followed all the rules, all the stuff we've been talking about for months. You you've been talking about it, and they said finally we're just going to open up. And there were patriots out there supporting them. And I don't know if you saw this, but the new the the local police showed up, and yeah. they showed up and and basically said you're in violation of the governor's orders. You're in violation, but have a good day. We're not yeah. doing anything. Yeah. Now, was that the local uh, police or the state police? That was police? the local police. So that's okay. important. Yes. They, and they and so they're still worried, and rightfully so. The state right. police, by direction of the governor, may come and do something else. But either way, Governor Murphy, one of the typical Democrat shutdown governors, blinked. Somebody blinked. Yeah. And freedom won today, at least for one moment. Yeah. So getting out there in the field, being with people, is what I like doing the most. Dreams. We all have them. Small ones are easy to talk about, but the big ones, the ones we really want, not so much. It's like if we say them out loud, they have no chance of coming true. Well, I say when it comes to your future, dream big. The bigger, the better. And dream of a better tomorrow starts with a degree from Ashford University. Ashford University's online bachelor's and master's degree program allow you to learn on a convenient and flexible schedule. You can pursue a degree in one of Ashford's 60 plus programs like business administration, healthcare administration, and psychology. With 24-7 access to your classroom, daily support, and financial aid available, Ashford gives you the tools you need to make your dreams a reality. Dare to dream big. Your tomorrow starts today at Ashford University. There's no fee to apply or standardized testing required to enroll. Go to ashford.edu slash Graham. That's ashford.edu slash Graham. Ashford.edu slash Graham. Not all programs are available in all states. So I got to give credit to Dan Bongino where credit is due. Uh, I like Dan Bongino a lot, and he put out yeah, a tweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw him uh, talking about your book, but he put out a tweet just the other day that I thought was super powerful, and I loved it. I wish I'd have thought of it. You, you ever have that where people tweet yeah. something, you're like, dang it, why did I think of that? He said, uh, he said America is opening up because the people said that it's opening up. No government uh, thought is required or something like that. And I, I thought that was really powerful. And I think it was a good lead way into your book because I imagine even accidentally so, because I'm sure you had no idea this craziness was going to happen uh, when you started writing your book. But uh, to me, it seems like when all this stuff started. Uh, and we've had this conversation a lot. America said, okay, I, I would venture to say maybe maybe as high as 80% of the entirety of America said, you know what? Okay. 
if this thing is really that serious, then okay, we'll play ball. We'll, we'll, We'll come together. If you say we need to shut down for a little bit, you say we need to flatten the curve. Okay, fine. We're all Americans. We're in this together. Let's see what's going on. Well, now here we are two months later, and every single model imaginable has been drastically wrong as opposed to what has actually happened. Yeah. And now it has transformed from let's flatten the curve let's flatten, flatten the curve, the curve to yeah. finding a cure, which is yep. absolute insanity. Next it'll be vaccinate everybody yeah. first. We, we, we still <laughs> haven't figured cancer out. What, what do you right. what, what do you want us to do? You know what I'm saying? I mean it's crazy. We dang sure hadn't figured obesity out, even though we know a hundred percent what that's no. from. Yeah. So so talk to us about that uh, you know i know fox news and everything uh that sometimes some people find themselves tied a little bit to say what they really feel it's one thing i love about you you tell people what you think all the time what do you think about all this coronavirus lockdown stuff this tyranny in some states where governors have forgotten mm-hmm. that they actually have hundreds of thousands of bosses uh, the American people, what do you think is going to happen? Do, do, do you see some of these tyrannical states actually getting worse, or do you see them, as you said earlier, blinking when it's all said? No, I don't, think, I don't think that people are going to take it anymore. I think Dan's statement is, is precisely right. I mean, the subtitle of my book, American Crusade, is Our Fight to Stay Free. There you go. And I, I finished it right before COVID-19. So there's, I think, one mention of coronavirus in the book. Really? Just okay. started. Yeah, yeah, there's none. But it is a perfect preview of what free citizens have to do to keep the freedom. I mean, look what our leaders do when they get just an ounce of power, and especially yeah. if it's about health and safety, because you have to listen to the experts initially. But the experts also told us we didn't need the travel ban when when Donald Trump acted on it right. anyway. They he was a racist then, yeah. yeah. He was a racist, a xenophobe for that old Chinese virus. And the and they they uh, they also told us don't wear masks until right. we were supposed to wear masks. All the models were dramatically wrong, and I think we all had these that moment initially where we're like, whoa, yeah. this seems legit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to do my part, and we keep doing our part. We can still social distance and all of that, but it breaks down when all common sense breaks down. Listen, I'm in New Jersey. Every state is different, but I was buying a gift for my wife on Mother's Day. I knew exactly what I wanted, and I drove past three stores, smaller stores where I could have gotten a better product in a more socially distanced, responsible environment than the target that I drove to, Uh where I waited in a football field long line and went through the same register as everybody else, which wasn't sanitized in between me hitting the keys on my self click out. It's it doesn't when it doesn't when it doesn't compute with common sense when you're not respecting people enough. That's when they're that's when it's done. And I think you saw New Jersey and New York and Connecticut are all opening up their beaches for Memorial Day weekend. Right. Uh, You know why? Because the beaches were going to be open either way. Right. Because the people were going to say it's warm and we're going out. And that's why someone sent me the Thomas Jefferson quote, uh, which fits so perfectly right now. When when the people fear the government, there is Mm -hmm. tyranny. Yes. When the government fear the people, there is liberty. Yep. And yeah. I think finally at that tipping point where governors are starting to realize they're, they're not going to take it anymore. And that's why that gym example of this morning was so powerful. And you have to find the right people who do it right. Yeah. So Ian, Ian's, he's well-spoken. He understands his rights. But he also says, listen, I take the virus seriously. I'm going to take all these precautions inside my business. And I'm going to do it better than Target, better than the liquor store, better than Walmart. And no one can deny that. So what's it about now? It's not about safety anymore. Yeah. It's about something else, which mm-hmm. is power. 
And then we laud these guys. I mean, listen, we show the the, the Andrew Cuomo press conference every oh, day as if yeah. he's got something worth hearing. Yeah. This is the guy that locked COVID patients in nursing homes without against their will. They had to go back and people died. So, I mean, I, common sense wins out once you start to see all the information. And right. I, that's where I think the president has such a great finger on the pulse of the American people. It's a smart decision to give the decision to governors. And he's itching to get open. You yeah. can't do this. People are being crushed across the board. Yeah, well, uh, I just was reading an article today talking about uh, Woodstock in the 70s. Yeah. They had a pandemic breakout that killed over 100,000 people. And back then, the population was only around 200 million or so. Mm. So by far more catastrophic than what we're currently looking at. And in the middle of it, freaking Woodstock (laughs) Woodstock. happened. And nobody gave a crap, (laughs) man. You know, the, the, the world went on... I think, and this is just this is just Graham Allen thoughts. I think that the world being so connected digitally now has just invoked fear in so many yeah. people. Is the world really worse than it's ever been, or are we just more aware of what's no, actually going on? Actually, way better. Yeah, we have a lot more medicine and yeah. and preventative measures than we've had in the past. Yep. Uh, it, but what we what we have now is. Listen, what do we, it's very similar to the climate change thing. I got a chapter in the book about environmentalism, sort of the war on weather. And they use the fact that we're all going to die in 10 years. (laughs) So as a result, here's the following 10 things you have to give up. So you're living a life like we were in, you know, 1930. Yeah. That it, it just, so they use health and they use safety to try to shame people who want to be free and can be responsible. COVID is a very obvious example because it's right in front of us. And then, you know, listen, I've taken a lot of heat on Fox over the last month for being very aggressive about saying you need to respect people. We need to open up even in New York, even in New Jersey, let people make a choice. Stay home if you want to stay home. Sure, it might take some courage, but we've always required courage in moments like that. And and I get, I mean, you are a murderer. You want to kill people. <laughs> right. you know, I'm sure you've heard the same thing. Oh, and yeah. it's like, not one drip of what I've ever said has been rejecting the fact that there are people vulnerable to this who we should be uh, careful with and who we should respect. Oh yeah. yeah. But, you, but you're crushing people by closing it down. And as at this point, um, thankfully, and it may be an opportunity for people to kind of self-educate about freedom, like those gym owners, mm-hmm. they, they were political activists. Oh, yeah. The salon owner we had on the show last weekend, yep. she's never been involved in politics, has no yep. desire we to We talked about her, yep. yep. I mean, now she's out there talking because she doesn't have a choice and she's seen it affect her own life. Right. Yeah, so so I think that, I, I, will, I will say that when it's all said and done, I'm really proud of a majority of Americans right now. Because in my opinion, and I always get in trouble for saying this, in my opinion, real Americans are uh, standing up, and apparently that's offensive to say, oh, so I'm not a real American Uh because I don't want to do that. My whole book's offensive. (laughs) Exactly. So so real Americans are starting to stand up and say, you know what, at the end of the day, even if this is some existential threat, which obviously it's not, but even if it was, who is the government to tell us how we're going to go out. Really? I mean, right. when it all boils down Absolutely. to that stuff. So, so what you get accused of, hold on, what you get accused of when you say real American, it's like, oh no, you know what you mean? You mean white, white American. White American. Yeah. Yeah. American yeah. Or uh, heterosexual American. You mean none of those things. No. What you mean are the people who have this, our founding spirit and the yes. desire to live free and to be independent and earn their own living and not be dependent on government and yep. they know their rights come from God and, and not from government. I mean, that's what real, and so if we're reawakening people to that 
real American idea, then that's a silver lining right now. Yeah, You're totally yeah. right. I, I got it, and, and that's why that's why our Thursday show is called Real America for, for for that actual purpose. But enough about us. Let's talk about this book, man. So this is your second book, correct? Yes. If I'm if I'm correct there. So no one officially, no one read my first book. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I may be in that very same boat, man. I got my first one coming out soon, so we'll see if people read it or not. But uh, so so it, talk to us about the book, the purpose of the book. Why'd you write it? Uh, and, and then and then I'd like to pick your brain on it a little bit of what you think about some sure. things. So, so 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 go for it. Tell us tell us about this book. I, I appreciate it. Uh, it was kind of a guttural scream. It was it was it. I don't want to write a book for the sake of writing a book. I had written one four years ago, but it felt more than beyond time to write another one. And he, here's why: I wrote the, my first book was called In the Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, really proud of it, I, I, but it was it came out in May of 2016, okay. right before the absolute political earthquake that went that was Donald Trump. Right, yeah. uh, right, right. And right, I right. was sort of I wrote it. Yes, as a patriot. Yes, there's a lot of grittiness in there, and it was after my uh, tours in Iraq and Afghanistan. A lot of that stuff in there, sure. But it was still kind of an establishmenty, you know, careful. You know, we gotta, you know, make sure everybody gets along. Type of book. Right. And then Donald Trump happened, and we all had our awakening and, and reorientation. Yeah. Now, I write the, the the title of the second chapter of the book, or the first line of the second chapter of the book, I should say, is Hi, my name is Pete Hegseth, and I was almost a never Trumper. Uh, and wow. I, I use I use that because. I had my own pivot. Like some people saw Donald Trump on the escalator and they were like, that's my guy. And God bless those guys who did. Uh, But I wanted like the silver tongued de Tocqueville quoting, uh, you know, uh, Bill Buckley quoting conservative, like a Rubio or a Cruz to just take on Obama and, and litigate conservatism and stop the transformation of America. And so that's where I was. And then Trump showed up. And he was just, you know, the crusader in chief, yep. bull in a china shop. I, we, I talk about the debates and the things that he did, the courage that he showed. And at first, a lot of us, I'm a Minnesota boy, you know, oh, you know, everybody gets along <laughs> in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I, it rocked my sensibilities. But what he woke us up to was the depth of the betrayal of the left in this country and mm-hmm. what they represent and how antithetical they are to anything freedom-based and how far you, your daddy's Democrats are gone. There are no JFK Democrats. They're, right. They've been captured completely by the anti-American left. So it became Donald Trump exposed them for who they are and then he called them out. And it's you know political correctness, which he crushes, the media, which he utterly exposes, the unabashed love for the country. And so I, the light bulb went off. I call it my Trump conversion moment, which I write about. And there were actually two of them where you start to realize, wait, this is not about right versus left. This is not about like a marginal tax rates over here, or do we like that policy a little bit more? This is, do you love the country or not? Right. Like, are you a socialist or not? Do you believe in borders or not? And citizenship? And do you support the cops? Do you stand for the national anthem? Uh, do you actually support the military? I mean, that's what the the debate became about. Of course, we we're also staring at Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So th- that, that was a reality too. <sighs> but he, so that conversion moment, I think unleashed, I call it uh, growing a Trump spine. 
Mm. And, and I think a lot of us have grown that in a way that our movement needed because we were losers and good at it. Like yeah. we love yeah. to be in our think tanks of our ideas are better. You know, and the left, they're the name callers. And then Trump calls out, comes out and he's like, you're a loser, you're pathetic, and you're fake news. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about yeah. a loser. Yeah. Boom. The biggest exactly loser. We need it right now. So <laughs> I, I, the book is sort of partly my conversion, talking about the moment we're in, and then a total exposure of the left, breaking it down by every ism you can think of, and trying to rock people's world a little bit to say, right. you know, yeah, Trump win in 16 he can win again in 2020 but it's not just about that that's very important but it's all culture it's our educations it's our churches it's our woke corporations it's the military which is obama decimated with political correctness and all this social justice nonsense Mm -hmm. all of that stuff feeds into who we are as real americans and so i i want to i want to scare people i want to motivate people and inspire people and give them a pathway to say and it's not just okay let me be a citizen that was the first book this is you got to be a crusader, man. This yeah. is a holy war in the righteous cause for freedom, uh, and you sign up and let's get it done, or we're going to lose our country. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's awesome. I, I agree one hundred percent. Record number of people are buying guns and ammunition for the first time. If you are one of them, please be safe and please holster that new handgun in a We the People holster, starting at just thirty nine dollars. We the People holsters are custom designed to fit your firearm perfectly and made right here in America. They have thousands of options to choose from. Like the Constitution, Blue Lives Matter, or even my face. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Graham to get yours. Every holster ships free and comes with a lifetime guarantee. Get an additional $10 off with the offer code G-R-A-H-A-M. Satisfaction guaranteed. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a total refund. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Graham. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Graham. Offer code Graham. Uh, I think that especially, you know, with Donald Trump and the same thing happens for, for, for us, I was still, uh, you know, AGR on recruiting orders uh, when Donald Trump uh, won. And so I, I thought that that was going to be my life, man. I'd already done 12 years AGR in the guard, done two deployments, was on a recruiting tour. I was like, well, I guess this is this is my life. And. Donald Trump won. I made a video and now here we sit, you know, almost four years later. Um, and so I think that there's almost been this change and Pete, please tell me if I'm wrong. And that's why I'm excited to have you on here because you are on the largest network in the world. Um, but it seems to me that people are much more willing and accepting to listen to People sitting in their home office like you are now or people ranting in a truck, if I may toot my own horn for a moment. And then they are these major, huge networks these days. And Donald Trump, I feel like is it's arguably the de facto reason for that, mm-hmm. because people, when they see these highly produced things, it's almost yeah. like nowadays they cut it off and they're like, oh, well, that's not real. Or, 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 oh, you know, yeah, they're talking truth, but are they saying everything they really want to say? Or does the network have them handcuffed behind their back kind of deal? Are you guys seeing that at Fox? Like, like do you see that the same way that we see it? That people, people just want to hear Pete Hedgeth. They want to hear what you have to think. They, I, am, I, go ahead. I see it all the time. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're completely correct. We're in an authenticity moment. 
Uh, and and I think it's part partly an overcorrection because people are now realizing how much they were lied to for how long. Right. Uh, it all the, think about it. Without the age of Twitter or social media, how long did we have three people who did thirty minutes of television into a teleprompter yeah. on the nightly news, yeah. controlling the entire news narrative? Oh, yeah. And there was no way to correct it. If you clip something, you know, incorrectly, or you leave out. What was the one recently where Bill Barr said something about winners write the history? And they totally oh, ignored yeah, the yeah. sentence before that. Right, yeah. the Without rule of law. the check of regular people, that just goes as is. Yeah, no one yeah. ever questions it. And it's the New York Times and the Washington Post and all of those things that just go right along with it. So I, I think people are starving. They're starving for reality. Listen, I don't care if you're a leftist. I don't care if you're a Democrat. I don't care if you're a liberal. But don't sit in front of a camera and tell me you're a newsman. Yeah. Okay. Well, you because sound like a family man rejected. right now, Pete, and I love it. I love it. I, I, hear, <laughs> I do too. I hear it in the back, man. God bless you, you for it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in my back of my head. I said, who's going to get whooped? No, <laughs> no, no, no. You're good, man. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, Pete Hicks says is a family man, and this is real life <laughs> stuff right. right now. And, and and God bless you for it, man. No, I, I agree with you completely. I think that, yeah. yeah oh, go nothing. Ahead. I can't. I'm waving like he can see me, which you can't. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Alyssa's, trying to, Alyssa's trying to wave you down in a corner. <laughs> well, no, I I agree with overcorrecting though, because I was talking to my mom and especially for her generation, I feel like this has been a very hard pill to swallow because she's realizing that everything she's listened to, potentially she's been lied to about. And so I think you're right. So everyone's fighting now for what's authentic or what's true. But I love it because I feel like an awakening is coming of people really trying to sift through information and know what is true and what is not. You know, that's why people um, don't, People, at least conservatives or supporters of the president, don't have the same loathing for MSNBC that they do for CNN. It's no. because MSNBC, you know who they are. You know they're lefties. Like right. You know where that they're coming from. But CNN, they try to tell you they're independent right. and they're oh in the gosh. middle when they're worse than MSNBC. So just don't lie to me. I don't care what your perspective is. Just be honest. And that's why I always say I'm not a journalist. I'm on an opinion show. I get right. paid to give my opinion on television. And the day I'm told to say something or not touch something is the day that I don't I don't want to do that job anymore. Yeah. Right. And, and thank God we live in a country where you can still you can criticize the president the net one day and, and support him the next. And it yeah. doesn't have an effect on your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. And, and, and I like that. And honestly, and of course, I can only speak personally, but but I will take that any day uh, of the week. And and people ask me all the time, well, do you agree with the way President Trump handles everything? And I said, no. I said, but 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 show me somebody in the world that you always agree 100% with everything that they do mm-hmm. every bit of the day, all the time. You know, uh, I would rather President Trump step in it from time to time and be confident and adamant and 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 know what his decision is and what way he wants to move forward uh same way that same way a leader or a boss you know i would much rather a leader of a boss you know be confident and and dedicated and know their path right Mm -hmm. Whereas we've Bingo. had, we, yeah, and we've had so long, we've had leadership that, that, that it's whatever the, the mood of the country or the narrative is at the time, that's where they go. Mm-hmm. As opposed to they'll buck the system because no, that's not the way it works. That's not what Americans do. 
but but maybe I'm crazy. Maybe that's just me. No, I think you're right. Listen, I, I write about this a lot in the book. But I, I'm I'm sick. Here we are, three and a half years later. Uh, we all know who President Trump is, and the one thing we know, he's, he's the first politician in our lifetime that's actually done what he said he was going to do. Right. From yeah. scrapping the Iran deal and the Paris Climate Accord and 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 tax cuts and the embassy in Jerusalem, and I could name. 50 other things yep. where he said, that's what I said I was going to do. And here's what I did. Right. And that's why I, I take on the people that are like, well, I like the president, but you know, his tweets, they're just, shut up about the tweets. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shut up. Well, without the tweets, there is no Trump. Right. And yeah. you can't, there literally is no ability for him to push back against the overwhelming narrative of hatred against him. Yeah. So listen, I, I, if you break it up how you want, maybe you love 99% and not 1% of what he does. Maybe it's 85 or 15, but the reality is the fake news media, which is very real and very fake and very much the enemy of the people, mm -hmm. they're taking care of that 15% or 10% oh, yeah. or 1%. Yeah. They're right. all over it 100% of the time. Yeah. It's not, we don't need to be that voice. What you need to be, if you support the, the, the general thrust of his policies and you believe they're good for America and putting America first, then man, get behind him because none of us are perfect. Right. None of yeah. us are. And Pete, and, I, I, and, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. I would always tell people like he, he tore that curtain down that was in between us and what was going on in DC. When he got elected, yeah. he just ripped that curtain down and people say he tweets a lot. I'm like, well, that's cause there's no curtain there. Like you're seeing exactly what he's doing, exactly what's going on, you know? And I think that's better than the secrecy of DC, like Obama. We had no idea what was yeah. going on when Obama was in None. there. And then they, yet they called him the most transparent president. Yeah. Like sure. that was their big talking point the whole time. I don't think you could put the genie back in the bottle, by the way. Like, I don't think people are going to want to go back to, right. okay, here's your weekly press conference. Never. And, nope. Yeah, no. It's, it's just, done. It's, it's not going to happen. Um, right. And I think that's a, ultimately, a, if you believe in free thinking, and and that's a very good thing. Yes. Because now you get a chance to get the other side out there, which means you're getting the real side out there, which means you're getting the truth out there, which means people are not, because again, to go back to the book a little bit, what we've seeded for so long 50, 60, 70 years, our educational institutions, our cultural institutions, our media, yep. our entertainment, our, they've all, the progressives, which are actually regressives, the leftists have all made that their focus. And yes, they focus on politics, but they're trying to indoctrinate yep. and they've been very successful in our government schools mm -hmm. and throughout kids who don't know about our history. They're taught social studies instead of civics. They're not taught actual capitalism, instead socialism. And then we wonder why Bernie Sanders is so popular yeah. because politics is a lagging indicator of culture. Culture is more important yes. and we've lost the cultural dynamic and certainly our schools. So you got to emphasize that if you want to take it back, you just can't win in November and hope to save your country, I even agree. though Donald Trump has stemmed the tide. Yeah. yeah. Well, one, Pete sounds like a Baptist preacher right now and I love it. But uh, <laughs> two, uh, Pete, Pete, I well, want yeah, it happens. You get on a tangent. I love it. Uh, Pete, let me let, let me pick your brain for a minute. And and this is something that I've talked about here on the show, and, and we've all discussed it from time to time. Go back to Bernie Sanders. All right. You just brought up Bernie Sanders. I see a Mountain Dew there, man. I used to be a Mountain Mount Dew. The Mountain Dew Zero fiend. right there. Zero. I used to well be a done. Mountain Dew <laughs> fiend back in the day. Anyway, all right, back to the point. Bernie Sanders. All right, you wouldn't be able to get that under Bernie Sanders. But either way, <laughs> uh, moving forward, a lot of people were talking about Bernie Sanders and how popular he was. And he was having his own little rallies. And he had AOC there. And there were, you know, tens of 20,000 people showing up. And I told people early on, I said, you know, I don't know if that's Bernie Sanders that's doing that. 
I would I would venture to say that that unfortunately is AOC that's pulling those crowds. And I think when the voting turned out, now it can be argued Warren staying in the race as long as she did played a part in that as well. But his lack of turnout for the youth vote like he had back in 2016, do you think that AOC, as terrifying as it may be, how formidable of a force do you think she's becoming, in your opinion? Because I think she's very dangerous. Oh, Comrade Cortez. Uh, she <laughs> is, uh, no, she's dangerous because she believes it. Right. You know, yeah. she's typical of that. They, they know the least about it, but they're the most passionate about it. Right. Uh, you've either met a leftist or a millennial, uh, usually in that case. Right. Uh, and, and, and she, listen, she's she, uh, kind of like the president does. She speaks like they speak. Right. They, they relate to it in, in, in how she articulates. But Bernie, you're right. Bernie was the wrong messenger, even though his message was on pitch with that generation. Right. Um, and he, he and her represent the real soul of the Democrat party. I made what I thought was a really good bet with Ed Henry at the beginning of the campaign. I said, Ed, this is way before. I said, I, I bet him a little bit too much money, more than I should, especially in <laughs> retrospect. Cause I was so, I said, I'll take Bernie Sanders for the nomination. I'll give you the field. Mm. And that's, that's how confident I was that the core of the Democrat party. And here's what I missed is that everyone's Bernie now. Like they all converted, right? Yeah. right? They, they all sort of adopted those policies. Even Biden now has got AOC on his Green New Deal Commission or whatever that nonsense is. She is driving the agenda. Nancy Pelosi is terrified of her. Again, Nancy has old power. She mm -hmm. has fundraising prowess and she has votes from members that she got elected because of that fundraising yeah. prowess. That's old power. Mm -hmm. The new power is Comrade Cortez and her Twitter feed and the the angst that these younger people feel because they grew up being told yet again, the world's going to end in 10 years, 12 years. Um, no person is illegal, right? That whole mantra is Ugh, something that's yeah. educated into you, right? Global citizenship is something that kids, are, I mean, check out the polls. They're scary. We talk about it in the book of how young Americans and young kids around the world view themselves, not as citizens of their country, but of global citizens. Well, if, they're, if you're a global citizen, then you don't believe in borders. If you don't believe in borders, you don't believe in border enforcement. You don't care who votes. Currency. And therefore, pretty soon, <laughs> yeah. nobody, yeah, nobody can be illegal. Yeah. And now that becomes the emphasis. And of course they use, um, identity politics to say, you're this, you're this, you're this. And all of that adds up to you're anything other than American. Uh, and then they use the 1619 project in the New York times to tell everybody that our founding date was not 1776, but instead 1619 when the first slaves arrived yeah. and they're, they're taking that stuff from the New York times. And I'm not kidding. It's directly tied. It's becoming curriculum in universities. And then it trickles down from there. And that's how they do it. So AO, AOC, which I don't like to call her that because she doesn't deserve a nickname. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just like she doesn't deserve a nickname, the squad. So I, I right. prefer to call her comrade. That's why she is, she's just riding that wave and she's speaking for them. She's going to be a scarier force uh, than we think. Cause just like, think about it in the inverse, just like every time Trump did something during the campaign, everyone said, well, that's it. That's the dumbest thing <laughs> he's ever said. <laughs> it's all over. He's done. Right. And it never affected yep. him. The same thing is kind of at work with the left with Cortez. She can kind of say anything, even as ridiculous as it is. We all go, what in the world? And her supporters love her even more. Right. And that's a dynamic uh, of where we are. Because her heart's in it. 
in the right place. Yeah. Oh yeah, her yeah. heart's that in the right place. Yeah. She's getting rid of planes, superior you know, than the rest of us. Getting rid of planes makes sense because yeah. you know her heart's. Well, in even it. though she's a fraud because she <laughs> didn't grow up the way she said she was, and right. yeah. that doesn't matter. That Don't seems to be. <laughs> it seems to be a trend. Seems it to be is. a trend. Yes. A lot of people that say that they grew up this horrific way mm. here here lately seems to be the exact opposite. That's why we need an American crusade. That's why <laughs> we need right. it. That's why we need it. I was born a poor black child. Pete, I want to ask you a few more questions i know your time's valuable and everything uh when does your book first of all let's get to the important thing when does your book actually go live is it live now tomorrow tomorrow there you go it feels like it's been coming out for get ready for this like you know for months it feels like it should have been out already yeah but you're you're past your book before everyone learns learns about it but in this case I mean, COVID-19 has made it that much more relevant, so I'm right. psyched about it, and I yeah. feel like it's it's the perfect moment. But yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be in Sam's Club locations, I'm told. Awesome. Okay. And then uh, any other, you know, any other bookstores, obviously, and everyone's buying things online right now too. Yeah. So well, anywhere, we'll, we'll, we'll anywhere. have to go. We'll have to go get it. We'll Pete, I, I got to tell you about this comment Graham got on his book. Uh, somebody was saying, "I loved you, Graham, until you decided to come out with a book during the coronavirus." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I planned it that way on purpose. Like when book- does yours come out? When does yours come out? <laughs> My, mine's in pre-sale right now. Mine's called uh, "Yours Is American Crusade." Mine's called "America." 316 oh, yeah. so mine's about mine's about going back towards you know uh the founding principles of america and christian nation and all that taboo things that but apparently the point is how dare racist. y'all write a book yeah. in two months how dare people are dying it. pete and we're trying and to make money on a book, book. <laughs> Here it comes. How Here dare comes. you? How dare you? If you were hoping to go to the range anytime soon to practice good luck between social distancing and leftist politicians closing gun stores and treating the Second Amendment as non-essential, millions of Americans are without a place to safely practice their firearm. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. Using their proprietary app and laser bullet, iTarget Pro will allow you to safely practice with your actual firearm in the convenience, privacy, and safety of your own home. Dry fire training will develop muscle memory, help with target reaction speed, side alignment, trigger function, and more. iTarget comes in all major calibers, including 223 and 556, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with the offer code GRAHAM when you buy iTarget today. Don't let circumstances dictate whether or not you are going to train. Take back control with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I, targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code Graham. So uh, real quick, I, I would be remiss not to talk to talk to you about this thing. Uh, A.G. Barr just came on and said that he does not see anything criminal charges being brought up with Obama, or he called him Vice President Obama, oh, <laughs> Joe Biden. No. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's that time of year. <laughs> <clears throat> How do you feel about Obamagate? Uh, well, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, I feel like we have to, I mean, we would just be to have you on and not get your opinions on it would just be a, a, a travesty. You know, what's crazy is that we've learned more truth in the last three weeks than any semblance of truth. We learned in three years, throwing the whole government at Donald Trump. Yep. And that's, what's insane about this is that they went, we now know because 
the biggest revelation to me in this entire thing, and it wasn't really a revelation, but it was a confirmation, was when they released those, you know, 57 transcripts of all the closed door interviews with all the Obama administration officials and all the people involved in the investigations, and not a single one of them said they had a shred of evidence of collusion at any point throughout the entire process. Right. So this is a poison tree from the beginning, and we, we don't have to relitigate that. But I, I do think there is an abiding need that people have for someone to be held accountable. Right. That there's, this is not a gigantic accident. Uh, this is not something where just a bunch of, and Comey played this fake excuse from the beginning, right? He's just a mega patriot. Like he was on the scent yeah. of these traitors who it looked like, and it, all the details add up together and to, to show that there was definitely a conspiracy behind the scenes amongst groups of people who believed Donald Trump was a political threat threat first and believed Hillary Clinton would never get, would never be defeated. Yeah. Like the chances of Trump coming in and exposing this were 1% because she was going to win. Right. So what's the downside? You bury it all. Well, instead he wins and the big panic moment is between November elections and, and inauguration day. And that's why you see all that fury of activity uh, in the Oval Office in yeah. January of 2017. This is a conspiracy to discredit a duly elected president. The high, as high as we can go to figure out who is responsible, I really believe that AG Barr is in this for the right reasons. Right. Uh, I don't think he's looking to take down former President Obama or take down Vice President Biden for political purposes. I think he truly wants to know how high it went yeah. uh, and will follow the trail of evidence. Right. My guess, is that a guy like Obama and a guy like Biden that high, they're not on tape somewhere. They're not in an email somewhere, you know, directing somebody to do something, right? They're, right. Whatever they're doing is verbal, behind the scenes, and, and definitely arm's length away. So it's going to have to be tied to evidence. The question is, what can John Durham find and how quickly can he find it? Uh, and I, I think if anybody can, it's those two. And, and there's, but there's got to be something because there's too much evidence there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think whether or not Obama or Biden get charged regardless, do you think that the stench on the DNC is now going to be so, uh, so robust, if I may say so, that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's hard to come back from. Because I said last week, I said no matter what happens, I think that this will be the death blow to the DNC as we know it. And that this is going to lead way to, as you said, Comrade Cortez and the party, party to come, to oh, come into the power. the old DNC. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say it won't lead to the death of Democrats because their buddies in the media will cover it up for them well, as they yes, have from yeah. the beginning. So, so they've got that covered no matter what. Uh, but yeah, it's going to usher out the old guard and bring in the new because yeah. they, your comrade Cortez's and others will still talk. They always still talk about the elites in Washington and corruption. So they'll they'll use that to their own political yeah. advantage within uh, the Democrat Party for their own ascendance. At which point, of course, as we know about leftists and Alinskyites and others, they'll use that very power. Yeah. Uh, collectively to do what they need to do to crush their political opponents. Uh, so it's not out of virtue, it's out of political uh, speed expediency. So I, I do, it, it could bring in a changing of a guard. It's a good point, I hadn't thought as much about that, but it won't, I don't know that it's gonna have that much of an impact on the November elections. People are oh, thinking yeah, yeah, no. it's all about COVID-19 right. and Trump. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with that. And I think that, I think that the economy is going to surge back very quickly. Uh, that, that's what I believe. As soon as we finally get everything turned back on, I think. I hope so. Yeah, I, I, I do. I, I believe. I believe that it's going to show uh, what it needs to show. I think Trump's going to come out on top, like he should. Uh, I think he's going to win it for another four years. Uh, anyway, Pete. 
Man, you're awesome, dude. We, we love yeah. everything that you do yeah. here. We appreciate you coming on. Real quick, where can they find the book? It goes live tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, go buy the book. Where can they find it, Pete? I will tell you where you can find American Crusade if you promise me to come on Fox and Friends Weekend and talk about America 316 when it comes yeah. out. Hey, man, I, 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 you don't have to ask me twice. I would love to. It'd be an honor. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like we wrote basically identical books. Uh, because <laughs> I'll send you I, a copy. A, I'll send you a please copy. Please do. I have yeah. an entire copy, a chapter in mine about uh, secularism, the, uh, deporting God from America. Which hey, is exactly yeah, like yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, you get rid of God, you open the, you open everything else up, and they, right. they've done that. So I, I love the premise of your book. Look forward to promoting it. Yeah, American Crusade, available anywhere. Uh, you Anybody, anywhere you can click, you can find it. If you want to get a signed copy, you can you can go to foxnation.com. If you sign up for a year, subscription of Fox Nation, which is our new streaming service that we get to do cool documentaries and stuff, yeah. you get a free copy of my book signed. Uh, Barnes & Noble has it signed, and then just anywhere else. Awesome, man. Well, cool. look, look. Anything we can do for you, my friend, just let me know. We got a new live show coming out once a week, starting in about two weeks. We'd love to have you on, be a part of the live show. Uh, Facebook is our biggest audience, so we're going to broadcast live in front of all that stuff, uh, and it'll be a good time. So you'll have to come on for that. God bless you, my friend. Yes. Go, 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 go ahead. What were you saying? No, I was going to say you'll be broadcasting live on Facebook until they ban you. Yes. Well, yes. Yeah. It hadn't happened yet, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but we got to be getting close at this point. Anyway, man, well, we appreciate everything you do. Thank we you, watch yeah. you all the time. Thank you very much, my friend. And go buy the book American Crusade out tomorrow, anywhere that you can buy a book and go check out Fox Nation. We love what they do there as yeah. well. Pete. Thank you, my friend. We appreciate it. Thank you. God bless. Thank you. See All right. So that was Pete Hegseth, and what an awesome interview that was. Make sure to go support Pete. American Crusade. uh, Apparently, it's available anywhere that you can buy a book. Uh, Go support good people in America trying to do the right thing. We're going to have him on again. We're going to have him on again. I was serious about the live show thing. But also, you can also pick up my book, America 316, at America316.com. It's available for pre-order right now. Jake, where can they find you? Instagram at producer underscore Jake. Alyssa? Alyssa Allen on Instagram. And Hey America is on tomorrow. Hey. Hey, Hey. girl, hey. Uh, Yeah, and of course, I'm Graham Allen. Ladies and gentlemen, live show is coming. Get ready. We're super excited about the live show. Uh, I think it's going to quickly become, you know, my favorite thing that we do. Uh, Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Tell one friend about the Dear America podcast. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Leave us a comment. Helps us in the polls. That's it for this episode. And we'll see you all again next time. See you.